Today on Rooted Daily, I talk about bad sermons. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. Now, I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about why we need bad sermons, or at least what some consider bad sermons. You know, I preach about every Sunday, and so I've had some sermons that I was really happy with, some that I thought were uh, just okay, and some that I thought were just really bad. And now I'm not really talking about the content here. When I say the wrong thing, which happens enough to know, there's an easy fix to that. I can just go back up. I can say, wait a second, I think I said something that was off the mark, and I can turn to scripture for the right answer. Or someone else can get up and correct me. And that may not be the most comfortable thing in the world. No one likes to be wrong, but it's a simple fix to correct it. Now, it's very important for me to do everything in my power not to say the wrong things. Those words, they're going to have an impression on someone, and I don't want them hearing anything but God's truth. But preachers and teachers and all humans are human, and they have the same fatal flaw as all humans. We make mistakes. And when it comes to mistakes on the content of the sermon, one of the reasons God blessed us with other Christians is so we can edify and correct and rebuke each other when we need it. But there's a lot of sermons that I thought were just bad that I didn't think had any major falsehoods in the content. The words, they were truthful, but they weren't communicated in a way I thought was effective. Or I preached a sermon that I thought was a little shallow. And truth be told, I've heard sermons that didn't fit into the style I follow, or I thought they were filled uh, with milk instead of meat, and so I let myself turn off my mind to that message. And today, I want to talk about why I was wrong to do that, and why for me at least, it's a tendency caused by pride. You see, we can still find value. For me, when I'm preaching what I think isn't the best sermon in the world, and when we're listening to what we think sounds like a bad sermon, we can still find value in that. Paul had this very humbling statement about his preaching, which, you know, if I could go back in time, I know Paul would be near the top of, of the list of preachers I would want to hear. But this is what he says about his preaching. He says, brethren, when I came to you, did, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstrations of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You know, Paul, he did not preach because he was the world's greatest speaker. Maybe he remembered uh, the story of God calling on Moses and Moses saying, I was never eloquent. Yet God was able to use Moses to lead his people into the promised land. And now this might be Paul being a little humble here. I'm sure that he was a fair speaker, but that wasn't why he spoke. He didn't come to the Corinthians with great arguments that he had thought up on his own. He just told them the simple truth. Christ came, Christ was crucified, 
but he rose and he conquered death so we can too. And that was the message. That was the argument that Paul took to the Corinthians and everywhere else he went. Maybe that didn't sound eloquent to his listeners, but Paul didn't lean on persuasive words to convince them. He leaned on the power of the gospel. He leaned on the work of the spirit, not his own work. He continues to say in verse six, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God and a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You know, I think Paul just said that better than I ever could, and that's why I read most of the chapter there. But but here's the highlights from Paul. Paul knew anything he thought up on his own was going to be inferior to what the Spirit revealed. And so he didn't bother with that. So often, what we consider a good sermon is when a preacher explains the word in a way that captures the listener's imagination or mind or or goes deep into the truth using good arguments and solid logic to explain some doctrine. And that's not bad. You know, I think the goal of a sermon should be to compel people to transform their lives to obey Christ. We should look for teaching that achieves that purpose for us and is effective in communicating biblical truths to us and goes beyond just the surface level and dives deep into the word. But we are fooling ourselves if we think that if we think that is what gives preaching any power. If that's what we want, we can go to any good class on history or science or math and hear good logic and reasoning and, and fine speaking. But when we open up God's word, we get something more. So even when we're listening to a sermon that may not be presented with the eloquence we want, or even if it isn't an expository sermon on some difficult passage, it has the power to change our lives. You know, some of the sermons that I thought were my worst were the ones that people came up to me afterwards and said that was the one they needed to hear. And that's humbling for me. It reminds me that on my own, I come to nothing, like Paul said. And when I'm listening to a sermon that doesn't fit my taste or it doesn't go as in-depth as I want, it reminds me that is no excuse to turn off my mind and stop listening. Preaching doesn't have value because the preacher is a great orator and the preaching doesn't have power because it fits the mood of the listener. Preaching has power because God gives it power. He has freely given us his spirit in his word so we can speak the wisdom of which he ordained before the ages for our glory. That alone has the power to truly transform our lives. So let yourself learn. Let yourself be edified even by bad sermons. Find somewhere that preaches Christ and him crucified alone and let your faith be in the power of God and not the wisdom of men. 
That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.